Welcome to the Building Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate Podcast, where we will discuss with industry experts on how to create wealth and build passive income from apartment buildings, self-storage, mobile home parks, and much more. Here is your host, Jonathan Way. Welcome to the Building Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Way, and I'm the founder of Grayson Capital Group, my investment firm. If you're interested in passively investing with us, please visit graystonecapgroup.com and join our investor network. Okay, and now on to the show. Welcome, Dan. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jonathan. Glad to be here with you. Looking forward to sharing with the audience here. Great. Um, Dan Hanford is one of the managing partners of PassiveInvesting.com, a real estate private equity group with a portfolio worth of $380 million and over 2,800 units. He leads the multifamily investor nation where he educates over 30,000 investors on how to invest in apartment syndication. That's, that's a wonderful um, background and, um, and a platform you have there, um, Dan. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to uh, sharing a little bit about some of the behind the scenes things that we do here at PassiveInvesting.com. And, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of different nuances of the sort of the things that we do to be able to communicate with our investors and, uh, and how we kind of got to the scale that we are today. Okay, great, great. So let's 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 talk a take a step back and, and let our audience know how did you get started in I guess apartment syndication. Sure. So I actually uh, um, have a group of medical clinics that I own. I have uh, four locations. I'm, my headquarters is right here in Columbia, South Carolina, which is where I'm located. And we have four locations, one here in Columbia, Charleston, Greenville, South Carolina, and, and in North Augusta, South Carolina. And with those clinics, as well as an online company that I have called shopanatomical.com, all of those my wife and I own 100% and they're all debt free. And so it produced a lot of cash flow for us and it caused us to have a really large tax liability, which I know you're familiar with taxes there, Jonathan, um, but yes. uh, it causes to have a large tax liability and being able to go into the real estate side, especially the multifamily side of things has really helped us be able to reduce our taxable liability and increase our income. Oh, great. Great. So you look for a way to save taxes and you went to real estate to as the avenue to, to pay lower taxes. Correct. And was it was it your CPA who advised advised you to do that? No, it was actually just my own research and uh, and and doing some research on how to reduce taxes. And obviously, when you do that research, real estate is that number one ticket and tool on how to do that. And of course, when I first got started, I was looking inside of some of the single family routes and also from the smaller multi routes, and really found out that I was. It didn't really have a lot of scale to that, right? It was very hard to scale when it came to investing inside of real estate and those smaller assets. And so uh, ended up doing some passive investing first with a few operators and then started to uh, co-GP with some other operators, uh, two operators at first to kind of build my track record, build our credibility. And then also uh, our very first asset that we acquired was a $8.9 million asset, 130 units and learned a lot on that asset. And then in fast forward to today, you know, last last year in 2020, we acquired a little over 156 million in assets and raised a little over $61 million from our investors. And of course that was in the middle of the pandemic year as well. And then uh, moving here into 2021, we're looking to a uh, little over double that too. Right, excellent, excellent. Wow, that's amazing, that's amazing. And how did you, um, I guess, find your investors in the beginning? Do you just go door to door and call them on the phone or how do you do that? <laughs> 
That's the harder way to do it. Yes, that would be one way to do it. But um, no, so the, 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 for, for me, when I, when I was looking at trying to attract investors, there's kind of two ways to look at it. You can either find investors that have no clue what you do and teach them and educate them, which I think is actually an uphill uh, battle to fight. Or you can go find investors who already think that they want to invest in real estate and maybe convince them to do it passively or, or maybe teach them how to do it actively, but then eventually go, this is just too much work. Here's my, you do it for me, Dan, right? And so uh, one of the best, one of the ways that I found was to create an authority platform that we have because called the Multifamily Investor Nation. And the Multifamily Investor Nation right now is a group comprised of over 35,000 investors across the country. And we do weekly webinars. They're free weekly webinars. So we don't have like a really large paid coaching program or anything like that. Uh, we do have a weekly coaching or uh, coaching, but a weekly uh, program where we're actually doing webinars every week. We release podcast episodes every week and uh, we have a lot of different content that's provided. And then of course we do a, an, an event twice a year called the multifamily investor nation summit. And then now that we've moved forward into self storage, we actually have another group called storage investor nation. And we have a storage investor nation summit coming up in April of 2021 as well. And we'll be doing that event twice a year at the same time. Yes. I saw that recently. I saw uh, one of Ken Hayes was one of the speakers. So very nice, very nice. And I saw Ma yes, Marshall as a speaker. Right. I know Marshall as well. So hopefully one day, then you have Jason Stouffer later. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> so it's nice. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Great. So let me ask you, um, how do you, I mean, how do you scale a syndication business? What's your best advice? How would you do that? Well, I mean, I think it, there, there's two different things that you have to constantly be looking for in a syndication business. So you have to have deal flow and you have to have investors, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, I always try to tell people who are working full-time that they shouldn't be trying to put down deals together themselves. That's just kind of my personal opinion, my personal philosophy. That doesn't mean that they can't get involved in it, right? There's still other things that they can do. There's different activities that they can do in the syndication business, but to be the main operator, I think is a little bit more challenging to do. And for somebody like myself and my wife and our investors, you know, we work very hard for the money that we have and we want to make sure that we have full-time efforts that are watching over our money on a full-time basis. And so what we did in the very beginning is we were full-time in the business in the very beginning, but all the asset management fees that come in for our group, we don't take those and put them in our pockets, right? We don't really need that money to be able to survive and live off of. And so all three managing partners in our group, we decided that we're going to take those asset management fees and we're going to use those to grow and build out our team. So after every asset that we actually close on, we look to hire that next person right and so mm -hmm. we look at it and go okay here's what's my, here's how much more money we have coming in this is the next hire that we need to have and even right now we're up to like 13 people on our team and we already know what the next couple of hires are going to be on our team to allow us to continue to grow and to allow us to continue to scale and we're using those asset management fees to be able to hire our team so that again we call this passiveinvesting.com for our investors to be passive but we also are wanting to build out this group so that the managing partners can be passive at some point too, right? And in order mm -hmm. to do that, we have to be able to have the funds to be able to hire the team to be able to support us so that if we do want to go on vacation for a month, we don't have to be worrying about the investments. We have our team that has been trained to be able to watch over the investments for us. Oh, great. That's a great idea. Use your asset manager fee to hire and build a sort of asset manager in a way, right? Asset manager team to watch as an right. operator. Okay, so you don't, have, so you can be completely like almost like an auto, kind of like autopilot when you go on vacation. Correct. Well, that's, that's great. That's great. That's great tips uh, for advice for any novice, or any beginner who wants to uh, look into this model. 
And how about this? You said investment, the techniques you had or investment advice, you said management, investment management. Yeah. So one of the biggest things in the, in the, in the apartment syndication space, or even in the syndicate, the real estate syndication space as a whole is the ability to be able to, to have ongoing communication with your investors and not just once they're in a deal, but you know, a lot of times we take, it takes us, you know, a couple of months to get the next deal, right? Where if you talk to somebody, to an investor and you don't have a deal well, you're, and you usually go, Oh, I'll add you to my email list. So you're aware of the next one that we come about. But if the next time they hear from you is not Till six to nine months down the road until you have that next asset, they've already forgotten who you are at that point, right? And mm -hmm. so one of the things that we do is we make sure that we have some ongoing communications with our investors. We do that via email, but we also do that via a printed newsletter too. And so we actually have a really nice high quality printed newsletter that's uh, actually mailed out to our investors. Yes, via snail mail, so that each one of our investors gets gets the copy of that. And so as we're onboarding an investor with us, we ask for their mailing address so we can get them start sending them that newsletter so they can start to receive it on a monthly basis so that they are hearing from us and they're learning from us and they're, they're being educated from us. And we become that expert in their eyes, which allows us to be able to have that additional credibility and authority when we have that next deal. And then because we have their mailing address, we actually can now send them our investment offering memorandum on the next deal that we have. So we have our email that we send out to announce it, but then we also mail it. And the reason why we mail it is because whenever we send out the email, we only get about a, you know, 52 to 53% open rate, which if you know anything about email marketing, that's actually really, really good to get that high of an open rate, right? But we also, we also have a very engaged audience when it comes to that email list. But I sit back and I look at that and I go, that's 45 to 50% of those investors that aren't even opening that email. And so if I can find a way to, be able to get, make sure I get pretty much 100% open rate, then I'm going to do that. And so when we send out those offer memorandums, they're, 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 the, the, they're basically the pitch deck on that deal. We print those up really nice, professionally done and put them in a perfect bound type scenario, type of a package. And then we put that into a, a USPS first class envelope. So it looks like it's important when it comes in and the investors are going to want to open that up right away and be able to look at that and, 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 and digest it as fast as possible. And that is something that has also helped us get referrals because investors are proud of the investments that they're in. So they take that and they hand it off to a family member or a friend and it generates a conversation. And same thing that, that that same thing happens with our newsletters. And one of the things that we did last year, and we're going to do it again this year, is we actually took a one of our newsletters and we, instead of just sending them one newsletter, we actually sent them a cop, another copy of the newsletter. And in the second copy, we actually shrunk wrapped that, that copy of the newsletter and put a sticker on the outside that said, we have purposely given you an extra copy of the newsletter so you can hand this off to a family, friend, or colleague that might be more interested, that might be interested in investing passively inside of um, real estate. And so it allowed them to be able to have another piece to, be able to give to somebody else to, be able to kind of further that conversation. So it was also a referral generation piece for us too. Well, that's very smart. That's very smart in your marketing techniques. And I know you also have someone like Paul Mogani and um, I know people in Dallas who create these meetups. And you can get this small meetup going. I know you have that. I've seen, I've seen one of those multifamily destination meetups here in Dallas or whatever your local cities that you're trying to incorporate little chapters, right? Is that correct, Dan? Yes, that's correct. So 
We have right now 53 meetup groups across the country as well as in Canada and uh, getting ready to have one in the UK. And we have basically co-organizers in each one of those groups that will put on during COVID. Have been, it was been a little bit more challenging because there wasn't a lot of live in-person events, but uh, some of the people went virtual with that. But we basically try to meet on the first Monday of every month at, on those meetups. And they are basically all multifamily, right? So it's called the Multifamily Investor Nation Meetups. And we have those groups all across the country. And that's, again, another way that we've been able to scale and grow is to be able to kind of build that network of meetups across the country and, uh, and partner with some of these co-organizers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I guess your, your goal is to get the email addresses so you can funnel into your, into your channel, basically, distribution channel. Sure, yeah. So we want the email addresses. We also want the ability. There's an ability within Meetup to be able to just email them or message them in bulk through Meetup, through the Meetup platform. And then it allows us to be able to market to them for new offerings, but it also allows us to market to them for the events that we put on. So when we're selling tickets to the next multifamily investor nation summit, um, or even one of our, our storage investor nation summits that are coming up, both of those are able to be marketed to that list to allow, to allow us to be able to get more uh, ticket sales and more, you know, you know I, I, eyeballs, if you will, on those events. Okay, great, great. That's great. Yeah. And that's why I see you, 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 you I see that in, I know, I know in different cities popping up. It's similar to the MFM and other, other ones that I've seen like multifamily and more. Okay, that's great. Um, and what would you, what would your advice would you say that what was the most challenging part in your syndication business? What do you say is the most difficult part and how you overcome it? I would say in the very beginning is uh, is is finding investors, right? Because mm-hmm. in the very beginning we didn't have that track record, we didn't have the credibility, and most of the people that were in my inner circle they thought of me as the the medical business owner, right, <laughs> or the yeah. the online yeah. business owner. And they're like the real estate, medical doesn't really sound like it really you know jives very well. And what we actually started to do first was actually bring on people that were outside of my own circles first that we can we can kind of latch on to the credibility of some of the co- of the partnerships that we had created in the multifamily space first. And then we, as we continue to grow and scale, a lot, a lot more of my inner circle started to come in to be able to start invest because that made more sense to them. Mm, I see, I see. Just building that credibility and building that, that relationship with the investor, which is very hard. It takes, it takes a while to cultivate and also get that credibility, basically. It's like you want to be build Correct. up that, that, that authority, that leadership platform, like Joe Fairless. And everyone's like, nice, a lot of credibility, you know, because of the podcast and everything he does. So, okay, great, great. That's right. That's great. So, uh, anything else you want to share before, uh, as as a last, um, as a last, uh, last item? Um, nothing really, you know, specific. But uh, obviously, for those of you who want more information and want to follow some of the content that I'm putting around, uh, you can obviously go to my my LinkedIn page and go to linkwithdan.com, and that will allow you to be able to go straight to my LinkedIn profile and connect with me further there. And then, of course, you can always go to our website, passiveinvesting.com, and find out more information about us there as well. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jonathan, for having me. Thanks for listening. For more information, you can find us online at www.graystonecapgroup.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. See you again next time.